to minute 109 of the Great Escape Myth, the daily podcast where we dig into the Great Escape one minute at a time. I'm Rob, and joining me once again is Aaron Newworth, host of Out Now with Aaron and Abe, and a writer for We Live Entertainment. Welcome back, Aaron. Happy to be back. All right. We've we've had a lot of fun this week discussing this, this build-up to uh, something about to happen for those who <laughs> don't know what happens in the Great Escape. We're going to continue with that uh, today. Episode 109 begins with Danny continuing to look really scared and goes all the way till Roger shows up to check in. You know, we, we, we've discussed a few times at the beginning of this week and even yesterday how great of an actor Charles Bronson is in this movie because he's able to show so much emotion and not care about the fact that he looks like he's really scared about what's going on. You know, thankfully he's got Willie with him to, to be able to to keep him from, from completely going bonkers here. And then, after about a few seconds of showing him, we see the lights go on. So now we get to finally find out what everyone has been into anticipating the entire time. This, this countdown where they were talking earlier in the week about, you know, we got eight minutes or we just have a few more minutes or whatever, it was for the lights to come on. Which, it, which is really interesting because in the original script... It actually says that they're, they were waiting for it to turn 629. Okay, that's the time that the lights were supposed to go on. Now, uh, apparently, uh, the, I think the reason in the, in the final script they, they decided to, to, to actually not mention the exact time is because if you check when sunset was in, in Poland, near, near Zagin, I was able to find Warsaw. So it, it's more or less the same thing. Sunset was not at 6.30. <laughs> Sunset in 1944, when, when you're talking about Poland, so Sunset actually was at 8.30 at night. So it's another two hours later. And, I mean, they, they had long days. Sunrise was at 4.57 in August of 1944. All right, so they don't really have that much night night time to, to be dealing mm-hmm. with this uh, escape you know because you got from 8 30 at night till five o'clock in the morning this is the kind of research i appreciate by the way <laughs> again it's it's not a hundred percent because of the fact that i don't know the exact date uh you know whether it was in august i mean i, I checked between august 43 and 44 and there was a minute differentiation between when when uh, sunrise and sunset were but it was still, you know, either four, it was either four fifty six or four fifty seven to to eight twenty seven to eight twenty eight at night. But again, the I mean, the fact that the 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 real escape took place in March. Okay, now in March, sunrise and sunset was a little bit different because I think the real thing to, I think it took place on the twenty fourth of March. So basically, they had sunrise was at five twenty eight and sunset was at five fifty six. So at that point, they had 12 hours. You know, it would make more sense to try to, to break out when you have 12 hours of daylight as opposed to, you know, when you have, uh, sorry, 12 hours of night, uh, night light, uh, night, 12 hours of darkness, how's that? Mm-hmm. As opposed to, you know, in August when they basically had, you know, there's 15 and a half hours of daylight. So we're, we're talking, uh, uh, what is that? That's, that's, that's only six and a half hours of, of darkness, correct? Did I get that math right? No, that sorry. Sounds it, right. No, 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 it's not. It's not. No, no. No, no I, I, I was never good at math. I'm trying to do quick math. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, it was eight and a half hours of, of darkness. But still, eight and a half hours as opposed to 12 and a half hours. You know, the, the four extra hours makes a lot more sense. 
Yeah, so, you know, it's a good thing they changed it, that they don't mention that it's 6.30, because at neither in March nor in August was was sunrise, it was sunset at 6.30. You know, I think that the closest you get to 6.30, actually, you don't even get close to 6.30, because it jumps in April, it jumps from 6.11 to 7.13. I guess they, I mean, they had daylight savings time back then? That's very strange. And I, I think they might call it something different, but I you know, it might be some form of that. I mean, it developed during during the war, if I'm not mistaken. So, okay, I didn't know that in Warsaw they they did that, but uh, you know, you learn something new every day. I, I think they well, they call it something different. I think outside of America, well, um, they they, but... they probably don't say it in English, also. Uh... <laughs> but I mean, even I, I I don't think it translates to daylight savings time either. I think they're. Right. There's like some other like term they use for it, but no. I mean, you know. I, I know for instance by me, it's it's known you know in Israel it's known as either winter time or summertime. That's the uh-huh. that's the rough translation from from Hebrew of the way they call which it. sounds also incredibly simple and not confusing whatsoever compared to daylight savings. <laughs> but, exactly, exactly. You know, by us just to say, okay, is it is it uh, summertime or winter time? That's it. <laughs> So. It'd be like, I don't know, basing a numerical system on units of 10 as opposed to whatever the fuck we decided to choose for Fahrenheit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just because Americans want to be different. <laughs> uh-huh. And why not? <laughs> if you can, then you should. Right. So the idea that, that uh, you know, the lights go on, that, that uh, at, I'm, again, I'm glad that they, they, they decided not to say a specific time. Just, you know shows the fact that they and then Willie goes yeah right on the tick you know it's it's exact time that it's supposed to be we're not going to tell you what time that's supposed to be (laughs) but it's the time that they they actually turn the lights on now why would they turn the lights on at this point if it's so dark what would you think because because they've shown you know even eight minutes ago it was dark you know, it's not like nowadays where where the lights are on a timer system or whether they're solar. And you know, when 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 the sun when there's no light, then it or when there's less light, it goes the lights go on. Mm-hmm. You know, the, uh, the 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 lights on the highways and stuff like that. You know, it makes makes you wonder what is the trigger to to turn the lights on. Yeah, I don't know. And it, you know it's, <laughs> right. I mean, I've, I've discussed in the past about the whole electricity issue. You know the, the the book describes the fact that you know they were siphoning off electricity from from the from the camp, so it makes a lot of sense. And and if you take take a close look, whenever someone is standing by the trap, you see the the electrical wire uh, in in the ground on the ground that you know they're able to thread through the electricity. So they they also had electricians, which are ne- were never discussed as you know within uh, being part of the Big X organization, because the, what they were able to do was is they Apparently there were there were some uh, German electricians that came to do some work one day, and while they were working, the the prisoners stole a lot of stuff from their truck, <laughs> and they were so embarrassed that they didn't even report it, mm. which is is helpful, you know, for for the escape. But that's what happened in real life, so that that that's just great to 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 listen to to hear about that, you know, that type of thing. So yeah. It, it makes you wonder when they turn the lights on. You know, like why, if it's 6.30, if it's 8.30, it doesn't matter what. You know, like why at that point are the Germans turning on the electricity? You know, do they not have electricity during the day? Are they trying to save electricity during the day and, and that's when the lights go on in the camp? Whatever. I mean, it's, 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 I like the way this scene plays out because, you know, obviously 
as as the escape moves along, we get to see the pluses and minuses of, of actually having real electricity or not. But it's just nice to, to, for them to show that, okay, we're able to siphon off this electricity and, you know, make things work so much better because we can see what we're doing and not just by candlelight. You'd think they would have tried to yeah. mechanize the, the trolleys that they were using also. I mean, yeah, in a perfect world where they could just be down there forever like they want to be, yeah, I'm sure they'd have a lot of efficiency going on as far as <laughs> make everything work like clockwork. But as far as lights go, I mean, yeah, there's a convenience there. They they have the parts they need and, you know, it makes the scenes look more dramatically different uh, just by having other things going on, things yeah, exactly. moving pieces. Yeah. Right. And then and then Charles Bronson, you know, uh, Danny still blows, worried, still worried, yeah. blows out, blows out a candle, you know. I guess the light, the electricity doesn't help him. You know, I I love what Willie says to him. He goes, "Oh, look down the tunnel, Danny. It's lovely." Is that what you normally would tell someone who's claustrophobic? <laughs> look down a you know a a, a confined space that's going to make it because where he's sitting right now, he's sitting in one of the, the way stations or whatever you want to call them. So he's got a little more room there. But what he's basically telling you is, look look in a, in a more cramped space to see how lovely it is. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, best friends, been together a while, probably just grasping at straws. I'm like, what do I say to this guy now to make him feel, look, <laughs> you know, it looks maybe pretty good saying, down there, right? Maybe he's saying, look, look, it's all lit. It's going to be easy for you to get through. Maybe yeah, that's what just he's pick, trying to say. Picture, picture the other, you know, it's good sunny days over there. You know, we just got to you know, look down there. We were going to make it. It's going to yeah, be great. Exactly. And then he throws out a line that it's just like Blackpool at the, at the height of the season. Now, did, did you by any chance look up what Blackpool is? No. Okay. So I did. <laughs> Good. It's a uh, seaside resort on the Irish sea coast of England. There's like a beach there. There's an amusement park that has roller coasters. And it was actually built in 1894. Mm. There was a circus Still there, there. And there's a glass viewing platform and a tower ballroom where you can see dancers twirling to the music of a uh, Wurlitzer organ. Is it still there now? Uh, yeah, and apparently they they have this uh, an annual light show along the promenade known as Blackpool Illuminations. So basically, he's saying, "Look down there; it, it looks like it's an amusement park." Yeah, <laughs> let's all go. Let's do it after this podcast ends. Let's uh, get get all the guests that you got together. We'll take a vacation. Yeah, sounds like fun. With with all the yeah. money that that, that 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 we make on this podcast, we'll uh, all the podcast money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll be able to fund everyone from all around the world to go to Blackpool. Yeah. At the height of the season. <laughs> we'll get no. matching shirts. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. It's, I, I, I dug out of uh, The Great Escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I was able to dig out of The Great Escape minute, minute by minute podcast. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, I, I never paid attention to, to this phrasing until this, this viewing because I'm you know, watching it more in detail. It's just it's a, it's a line that's just thrown out about it's just like Blackpool at the height of the season. Um, I never thought about it. What is Blackpool? And and then now that I know what it is, my thoughts are okay. Wait a second. What he's telling him is okay. Look down the tunnel, and it looks like an amusement park. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> you know, you must love roller coasters. <laughs> we built our own. <laughs> you know, whatever keeps his mind off of things, I guess is the way to look at it. I think it's just, you know, it's something that's outside, like overtly outside. That's just open air, big freedom, you know, by comparison to a tunnel. Like, yeah, exactly. Maybe, but, but, maybe. 
You can be claustrophobic and also write like I don't like roller coasters specifically, but I'm also not claustrophobic. I don't know if to tell you how that. <laughs> right. I mean, this is in the original script, so mm-hmm. you know it was something that uh, they kept on there, so that that that's fine. But it's just it's just funny, you know, that whoever wrote the script, uh, you know, when when they wrote the the original version of the script, they decided to throw that line in there, you know, to make it seem as if okay, what we're doing here is, you know, trying to relive. Or trying to, as you said, he's trying to divert his, his thoughts to something else. So yeah, okay. It also makes me wonder if it's an it makes me wonder if it's an improv line or like just something that they kind of warped or process. Because I mean, sure, you can do your research, but it's what it's like an American and Australian writer based off of an Australian writer's book. So yes, okay. like good good on them for doing the research if they did, or if just the actor just you know thought of like. Good lines you could say to Charles Bronson to convince him to um, yeah. not be claustrophobic about the thing. Exactly, and then then they have like this little conversation between the two of them where where Willie says to him, "Okay, have you ever been there?" And then his answer is uh, yes, no. He's like, "Stop bugging me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to breathe here." He's playing up his nervous energy well. I, I'm, yes, I'm enjoying no, it. I don't know. Who knows? And and that's all we get of them. And then the, the scene switches, and we get to see Mac burst into the room, which uh, shows us uh, that Roger and Ramsey are are in there. And Mac goes, "It's time, Roger," meaning our number our numbers up. <laughs> this is he says, "It's time," and then he he walks out. And then you know Roger is ready to get out. Now in the original script, they give Ramsey a nice speech to to discuss to, right before they leave. He basically says to them. I've come to wish you all au revoir and Godspeed. I can't tell you how proud I am of you. I look forward to seeing you all again in London. Now I'll get out of your way and give you a clear run. And then he walks out. So, I mean, I can understand why they, they, they sort of cut that out. It's not something that really adds very much to the scene. But it would have been nice to have some words of encouragement, you know, coming from Ramsey. Ramsey knows, you know, he's injured. He can't, he can't go. So, you know, give some words of encouragement. I guess the words of encouragement were said before Mac walked in the room, you know, to Roger. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so it's it's always fine. It's always nice to find those those little things in in the original script that that they decided to cut out for for sometimes good reasons and sometimes not as good reasons. But but this is one that I think they should have just kept it as like a small small little line for him to say. But he he's basically just silent. And you you see him like if you look at Ramsey, you see that he's literally tongue in cheek. Like he, 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 you can see his tongue, you know, like making an indentment in his, you know, mm-hmm. in his cheek as, as, as they walk out of the room. Maybe trying to show, oh, too bad I can't go with them or something like that, you know, or, or maybe yep. he's biting his tongue so that, you know, he doesn't say that line that they wanted him to say. <laughs> Could be, you never know. Possibly, yeah. yeah. Everyone's also really dressed up um, in this whole, you know, they're all wearing their civilian clothes or whatnot. It's nice to see. Yes. Everyone's, everyone's just like all the work that they've done to get to this point and they're all just you know dressed and ready it's uh you know you're as you're building your you know anticipation of them you know making this escape or whatnot it's nice to see like how all the pieces are coming together and wanting to envision they're gonna make it right they're, they all they all have the things they need they all have they have their documents uh, they have their clothes they they might be anxious, but there's certainly this kind of like excitement in the air as far as we're about to do this thing. That, you know, it's time it's time to go. Uh, again, it, all that stuff's like set in place right there, which is just it's again just really good like 
tension building as far as you know seeing where things are going to go. Yeah, no question about that. And then they, they have the two of them walk down the corridor, which which also adds to the tension because mm-hmm. you know they they don't just cut to them you know being in the next room. You see them actually walk. You know they have to to walk the few steps to to, to leave that area. And and I love the fact that they have a guard, you know, a stooge standing by the the door to these barracks, uh, you know, in the background. It, again, it adds to the fact that there's there's someone always on watch, you know, keeping keeping tabs on everything that's going on, no matter which barracks you're in or or who you are. Because here, this is a barracks where you know Ramsey's there. Ramsey's not going on on the he's not running out, and they're actually moving away from the door. So I guess they're going to a different door, meaning. Each barracks possibly has, you know, two entrances to them at, at either end or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I like the way that they, they as you said, they, you see they're ready. Having Roger walk straight towards the, the camera with a look of determination on his face is just great. Yeah. And he's like, all right, we're all business. We're going to be doing this. And then uh, he, he reaches the, the next room, which is the room where he needs to be. And that basically ends this minute. Do you have anything else to say about this minute, Darren? No, uh, it's <laughs> I. I'm aware that this week of episodes that I'm on are all you know. It's all leading up to the big thing, <laughs> so I'm just like continually enjoying the, you know, putting the pieces in place uh, and and you know setting up that tension. So there's just another, you know, it's giving you giving you a little bit more of that, and it's just really enjoyable. Yeah. All right, so you want to come back tomorrow and, and finish up the week with us? I, I've, I've uh, circled the date in my planner, and I'm ready to, to finish this off. All right, sounds great. So you want to once again tell people how they can get in touch with you? Yeah, you can find me on my podcast, Out Now, If You're in an Abe, where I co-host with my friend Abe, who we talk about weekly movie releases. I write about Blu-rays at Weiss of Blue, movies at Weeb Entertainment, and some filmmaker interview stuff at Variety, and I'm on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. All right, excellent. And if you want to get in touch with us, you can go to our website, thegreatescapeminute.com. Our Twitter account is GreatEscapeMXM. Our Facebook group is The Cooler. And our email address is thegreatminute at gmail.com. So, until tomorrow, tally-ho! Tally-ho! Tally-ho!